0: This episode of MHI Cast is brought to you by Loitza, the sensor people. Welcome to the MHI Cast, the show where we talk to the industry's best minds to uncover their supply chain stories. We explore real-world case studies and get unique perspectives on key trends and emerging technologies from every corner of the material handling, logistics, and supply chain space. Fulfillment has no doubt changed in recent years, and the exponential growth of e-commerce and increased demands for faster deliveries has led to micro fulfillment centers becoming more and more common. And these centers are often uh, optimized with automation technologies such as robotics, AGVs, ASRS systems, and of course the latest sensors to make sure that everything runs smoothly. And so in this episode of MHI Cast, we have two experts from MHI member company Loitza talking about micro fulfillment centers and the role that sensors play in them. Uh, gentlemen, first and foremost, thank you. Welcome to the program. Can you please introduce yourself to our audience?
1: Hey everyone, this is Kyle Little here with Loitza, uh, Key Account Manager for Intra logistics here in the
2: United States. Hey, my name is Jared Davis. I'm the Director of Sales for Loitza here in the US. Uh, been with uh, Loitza for about five years and uh, started with Loitze as a specialist for intralogistics. So this is a, a subject matter, micro-fulfillment and intralogistics in general is a subject matter that is kind of near and dear to my heart.
0: Well, thank you for joining us today. As you know, we're focusing today on on sensors, which I know is Loitze's specialty. I alluded to it earlier, but growing e-commerce demands often mean more micro-fulfillment centers. What part do sensors play in micro-fulfillment, and how does it differ from a, a normal, large-scale distribution warehouse? Kyle, how about we start with you? So I think we'd
1: first like to kind of define the difference between a fulfillment center and a micro-fulfillment center for the audience that may not know what the defining characteristics are. Yes, please do. Please do. Micro-fulfillment centers are, are kind of a new buzzword in the industry, um, and they, they do have some differences than a traditional fulfillment center. Um, they're typically built closer to the consumer, um, kind of down the street in your neighborhood. And the idea behind that is to uh, reduce the delivery time. Um, often they're very small, much smaller in size, have a higher density of product, uh, and they're also flexible and scalable by design to fit into existing warehouse spaces or storage spaces, maybe in the backside of a grocery store or a uh, they call them dark stores now with the, the old grocery stores that are closed. Um, they do carry a high varied inventory and skew count. Um, and so even some micro fulfillment centers have unique experiences with the consumer that actually bring the goods to a person via a pickup portal uh, where they can pick up their own order completely autonomously. Um, no interaction with human beings. Whereas comparative to a traditional fulfillment center, uh, those are typically much larger. Uh, as we're very familiar with a large e-commerce warehouse, they are regional based, typically serving a large metropolitan area or multiple regions. If it's a smaller, less populous region um, and contain, you know, from a technology standpoint, um, large conveyor systems and the consumer really doesn't have the opportunity to interact with a traditional fulfillment center. You don't have the option to go pick up your order from a, a large warehouse
2: um, of that type. To put it simply, you know the need for micro fulfillment centers comes from, you know, the consumers demanding things like uh, pickup of their order, you know, or quicker pickup of their order, or delivery of of the products, you know, from a, a local micro-fulfillment center or store to their house. And, you know, the, the companies are, are trying to figure out ways to, to not only do this faster and faster, you know, same day delivery or within a couple of hours, they're trying to figure out ways to make it cost effective, to automate it, and just streamline the process in general. So, so you know, a micro-fulfillment center might be added on to your local big box store or your, or your grocery store. To, to help fulfill orders for customers that want to get on their phone, order groceries or products and, and stop by, you know, within a few hours to, to pick them up versus that general fulfillment center that we've kind of historically been used to is you may get on the internet, you may click on a product, order the product, and then it's going to go through the process of being delivered by a parcel service, um, you know, to your house, maybe a day or, or so later. But uh, you know, to me, that's, the general or the biggest difference is is finding ways to move the products closer to the consumer and deliver them in a very, very quick, quick localized manner. These systems, you know, are designed in such that they're flexible
1: uh, to be able to deliver in that. Um, and then kind of going back to the question, you know, how do sensors play a role in that in a difference kind of between a micro fulfillment center and a traditional fulfillment center? Um, you know, certainly automation as, as a basis is, is key for the success of either type of fulfillment center, uh, whether it's traditional or micro. Or micro. And both can, may use different types of handling technology, um, maybe robotics, conveyors, um, automatic storage and retrieval system, or as uh, commonly called the ASRS system. Um, within those highly dynamic systems, Uh, More specifically for micro-fulfillment centers, uh, sensors are are used in applications uh, that have coarse and fine positioning of like shuttles within an ASRS, uh, collision protection on shuttles and AMRs, Um, you even have some auto ID uh, barcode readers for inventory information on totes or products going in and out of the system um, very dynamically. Additionally, you also have kind of position information. You also need to have some sort of um, confirmation that totes and trays are within positions, either on shuttles, or on conveyors, um, you know, with those, you have binary switching sensors um, and kind of, I'm guessing the looking at the basic system when on the outside. You always have some sort of operator, you know, around the system, some technician or something that is uh, interacting on a regular basis. And with those, um, and the microphones that are being highly automated, you also need safety sensors uh, to protect operators that may be interacting with the systems. And those may be like light curtains, uh, safety laser scanners, uh, 3D safety radar, or something of the likes to um, safeguard the operators and technicians.
2: So not to get ahead of ourselves, but uh, you know, I think one of the keys with bringing these micro-fulfillment centers closer to the customer is is with the, the companies that are impl- deploying these strategies in these warehouses, you have to consider things like the scalability, the flexibility of the system. Um, I think you're gonna have a lot of, of companies and, and stores, uh, again, I'll reference big box stores, who need to utilize existing uh, space in the back of their stores. You know they may not have space to expand their warehouse in their store or build onto their store. So these systems, it's key that they're they're kind of modular and scalable. You know you could have a very small system, but if you wanted to add on, if you wanted to build a a new construction building onto the side of of your store, you could do that and quickly scale that system up. You know through modularity, through uh, just deploying additional robots or shuttles in in these systems so that's key and i think you know you know the part that sensors uh, play in that for for sure from from positioning of of the robots or positioning of the uh detection of the, the the actual objects totes uh typically the products will be stored in totes or trays to be delivered to either the consumer or to the person that's picking the orders um, so you know just the role that sensors play in that in the modularity of the system in, in being able to scale it, add on, or even scale it down, I think uh, you know, is an important consideration.
0: Yeah, that's amazing to think that in the back of my supermarket, there could be a whole micro-fulfillment center there now, but you know, at the same time, I guess that, that makes sense because e-commerce has grown so much across multiple industries. Uh, Jared, over to you, what e-commerce sectors have you seen benefit the most from micro-fulfillment and, and how are they using sensors to operate effectively?
2: I think grocery is is kind of the sector that's leading the way in this, but I think it it also applies to consumer goods as well, you know, smaller consumer goods, high volume movers in in again I'll I'll say bigger retailers or big box stores where, you know, customers can, can certainly you know, go on their phone or their computer, click on something, order it and and go to the store and be able to pick it up without really having a, a physical person inside the store having to go find it, pick it Take it to the back, box it up or package it, and then uh take it to a pickup area.
0: Kyle, anything you'd like to add to that?
2: Yeah, I would I would say I would agree with uh what
1: Jared said on you know, grocery being definitely the front runner at this time uh for micro fulfillment center technology and and systems being implemented. Um, you know, a lot of it was really in in the plans, you know, for as far as the industries was saying and you know, where, you know, where Consumer demands were going to go is you know we were going to go pick up you know our orders and everything from stores, kind of to save time um, in our day to day lives, and uh, you know as we've all seen as a result of, of COVID, um, that demand's drastically um, increased for that type of technology, and that timeline for implementation has has definitely shifted to the left um, right to our, our doorstep. And, you know, it's really given us a, an opportunity in this industry, um, you know, looking at this microfilm center technology, and then, you know, looking back towards the sensors that are utilized within these systems, it was really brought to the forefront, um, and driven a lot of demand and idea generation and, um, implementation of technology directly based from consumer demand. So it's kind of cool to be involved in, in that uh, growth right now. And I think, you know, a little bit talking more about the sensor technology and, you know, how are, you know, companies and um, OEMs and integrators that are building these micro centers, how are they using it to improve their operations? Um, really it's about getting the goods to the person faster um, by having an efficient design and I think some of those things that you know we think of or may not think of when we go into a regular grocery store you know what what kind of technology would improve that in um, you know getting us our goods faster and ultimately making the company more money uh, more efficient faster in a typically lower margin business that is grocery?
2: No, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, as you're talking, I'm thinking, okay, you know, my family, we we order groceries from probably one of the largest grocery chains in the country. And, uh, you know, we've kind of learned, right? When is a good time to order to, to go where it's not a huge line or a backup or every parking space is not filled? You know, and I think one of the, one of the, uh, objectives of of automating this with micro fulfillment centers is is you know when you go up to one of these grocery stores on a sunday night and everybody's picking up their groceries for for you know the the week to come or for lunches for the week you know how do you get to a point where you remove the bottleneck from there so to Kyle's point how do you operate this micro fulfillment center faster how can you make this automation faster to be able to pick and pull orders and deliver them to the customer faster and i think with you know the sensor technology is definitely a critical critical point of that you know with uh you have positioning sensors whether it's just switching sensors or measurement sensors um, you have rotary encoders and the higher the quality and the the higher of the operating level of these sensors means you can potentially move these robots and shuttles through these storage and retrieval systems faster and you know ultimately you know fulfill an order faster so you know. Sensors in that standpoint, the performance of sensors is, is critical to, to the speed of this operation. I mean, there's also other things, you know, related to the grocery where you're, you're having bots and shuttles go from uh, ambient temperature areas to refrigerated areas to freezer areas. So I think users really have to consider as they're designing their micro fulfillment centers or, or, or choosing a, a company to partner with you know, what What types of, of sensors are used uh, to go between all those environments, you know, a, a robust sensor that's environmentally rated, um, that is resistant against condensate uh, buildup on on the sensors, that's uh, resistant to, you know, even if there's some frost buildup going between, you know, humid ambient areas to, to freezer areas, you know, how you combat that. So just in general for positioning, uh, the sensors play a huge role in the success of how these micro-fulfillment centers operate. I think also too, like when you're looking at the
1: technology, you know, just based on, you know, the environmental conditions um, that they're going to be exposed to, uh, looking at the, the scale of these micro-fulfillment centers, you know, there's the idea behind a micro-fulfillment center is there's the systems that are smaller, but there's many of them in the market and, from a company that's building these systems like the OEMs or even if it's an integrator company, um, you know, partnering with a company uh, on the sensor technology that is able to be flexible um, on certain design aspects for this technology like uh, customized cable harnesses um, and maybe some customization on the sensors themselves is very important to a consideration in the regards to deployment, um, because these systems typically have many, many, many shuttles, um, you know, maybe within one system, but then on the full scale of micro-fulfillment centers across the country, um, how do you make that process simple for the people who are building the systems and partner with a company that can work with you on that, that knows what you're struggles are and knows how to implement those sensors into your systems is very important to think to consider.
2: Now, that that's a great point. And, you know, the the companies that design to build these micro fulfillment centers, I mean, really their main area of expertise is is really in the software and the algorithms that are used to to automate this process and do it very efficiently. So, you know, it. As a sensor company, you know, our advice is to partner with 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 somebody who is one, very focused on intra logistics related, you know, activities and applications, and, and two, a company that that has some good references in this industry that uh, you know, can pull from a variety of experience, you know, in that industry to to flatten the learning curve you know of the company whose expertise may not be the sensors themselves the safety sensors those things but rather the overall system you know the software behind the brains behind everything so so you know be concerned with the brains but rely on you know experts in the sensor world for the you know to be the eyes and ears you know to feed back that information to the brain
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense uh, the the sensors especially in grocery would be critical since you know, they they not only have to be accurate about placement, but also uh, resistant to environmental changes. And considering how they need to be integrated into the control systems, I imagine they should be considered upfront when designing a system or building a new warehouse. Do you have any advice you can give to to someone who is you know just about to start their next project involving sensors, Jared? Why don't we start with you?
2: Yeah, for sure. I think. Probably the main thing I would like people to take away from this is is that, you know, partner with a sensor supplier that has a lot of experience in this area and draw from that experience. You know, help it uh, make your process of of designing the robots or the shuttles or the automated storage and retrieval system easier by drawing from the expertise and the experience of, of you know, a a sensor uh, designer manufacturer like Loitza. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is uh, we we run into a lot of OEMs, original equipment manufacturers, systems integrators who believe uh, that, you know, they can take on all aspects of a design. And, and, you know, they don't live the sensor technology day to day like we do. And so we would just encourage people to uh, to seek us or others out uh, in this industry to help, help draw from our experience. Sometimes sensors are an afterthought you know the the, like I said the software sometimes is maybe more important to the to the uh, company or the system integrator but uh, for sure if you start at the front of the process thinking about the sensors the quality of the sensors the objectives um, that you want to accomplish with respect to to the speed and throughput of the system it can save you know the the designers a lot of time on the back end.
1: Also I'd like to say that like you know in these these OEMs and stuff that are, are building these systems or uh, creating new designs and updating designs get the companies that are experts in these areas, not just sensors like ourselves but get us um, get those manufacturers involved early in the process so that when you go to do your design, um, you're not trying to have to find something that's going to fit either mechanically um, or electrically or controls-wise uh, what your desires are at that point. Uh, build it from the build from the start. Build it from where your um, you know you need to sense a object or something in a specific area. Um, you know, get us involved at the beginning to to build from the ground up. Um, it'll make the design a lot more robust in, in the the end um, and a lot more efficient design for the, ultimate the end user. It's big box stores that are purchasing and installing these types of systems. You know, as we get more and more experience in this space and, and the industry grows, um, I think it's important to, to rely on um, a company that has some, you know, global presence and experience Europe has been heavily developed in kind of this uh, automated warehouse space for for many many years now, and we've seen a lot of different ways to approach because of that. And relying on that, and not only that, but the global like production um, in today's supply chain world uh, is is important to to rely on as well. That way, when you're putting these systems out in the field um, and installing them. You can rely on, you know, not only the business side, but the production and supply side uh, for your manufacturers as well.
0: Gentlemen, this is phenomenal. Uh, Talk about solid advice and excellent, excellent content for our podcast. Thank you again so much for being with us today. And thank you for listening to this installment of MHI Cast featuring Kyle Little and Jared Davis from Loitza. If you'd like to learn more about Loitza and their solutions, just go to their website, loitza.com. I'll spell that for you. L-E-U-Z-E.com. And if you're looking to find the sensors you need for your next project, be it a micro fulfillment center or not, make plans to attend Modex. It happens next March in Atlanta. Just visit ModexShow.com to learn more. That's ModexShow.com. Here at MHI, we never stop exploring new opportunities to help you take your manufacturing and supply chain operations to that next level of success. So thank you for making us a part of your professional development journey.